Welcome to Catch These Vibes. This is Charmonique. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. We are going through the most impactful and some of my just favorite albums and movies of the 90s. So if you fuck with the 90s, then I'm pretty sure you will fuck with these episodes. So for this one, we are going to be getting into Brandy's second album, Never Say Never. So first of all, Brandy, she's just so beautiful. In the 90s, she used to wear braids all the time. Like she was like the braid queen. And I just used to just be so not obsessed, but just I just love like her features. Like she just had the the prettiest features, the perfect nostrils, like everything about her face was just beautiful. And her tone is just so smooth and effortless. She does these perfect runs and riffs like no one else. And, you know, she just has an overall beautiful voice. And it's like she doesn't really even have to try hard. You know, that's how it, you know, comes off is like, like I said, just effortless. And I've always, always loved her voice. So what we're going to do is go ahead and get into a little bit of Brandy's background and her history and then we'll get into the album Never Say Never which came out June 9th of 1998. So Brandy she was born in Mississippi on February 11th 1979. As many singers do Brandy started singing in the church choir. Her father was a pastor. Because her parents realized how musically talented her and her brother Ray J were they moved to Los Angeles, California, and Brandy worked hard at going to different talent shows. And she was so impressive in auditions that she was eventually signed by Atlantic Records. So with her only being a ninth grader in high school, she was very determined to make it and do what she loved. She released her debut self-titled album in 1994 and for four weeks, one of her singles, I Want to Be Down, charted on the Hot 100, the Billboard Hot 100. So she also, not only is her brother Ray J, she also is related to Snoop Dogg. He is her first cousin. She has one daughter named Sarai Smith. And before getting signed, she sung background vocals for the group Immature. 
Brandy went on tour with Boyz II Men as an opening act, and she was included on soundtracks for movies like Waiting to Exhale and Batman Forever. For six seasons, she starred on the sitcom Moesha as the main character. This was a great show, one of those teenage series that people still discuss to this day. In 1998, she released her second album, Never Say Never. This same year, she starred as Carla in the slasher film, I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. So before we continue on, I do want to take a look at her filmography throughout the 90s because she was in a, a few different movies that I really enjoyed watching. So let's see here. All right, so first off, she got her acting career started on a show called Thea in 1993. She played Denisha. And then she was in the Cinderella movie in 1997, which we're going to be talking about next week. In the 1998, she was in I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Um, and then, of course, Moesha, which that I believe that started that show started in 1996 and then there's another movie that I love it's called Double Platinum that came out in 1999 and she in that movie she plays Kayla and that is Diana Ross's daughter in that movie so I really love that movie and then that's pretty much what all she did throughout the 90s but she also voiced Leah in Osmosis Jones that came out in 2001 she appeared on a couple of different shows like Reba, Raising Dad, American Dreams. She was on a few episodes of One on One. She was on a couple episodes of 90210 in 2011. Drop Dead Diva in 2011 for five episodes. She was in the movie The Soul Man. She also starred on the show The Game that, that started in 2012 for about 60 episodes as Chardonnay. And the one of the shows that I loved her on was the show called Star that also, that also starred Queen Latifah and Ryan Destiny. Um, she played Cassie and I really loved her in that show. Like she, she is a good actor. She really is a good actress to me. Um, so she does have a, a filmography that I, you know, I, I enjoy. Like a lot of the different movies that I've seen her in, the different shows that she's been on. I think she's just, she's done very well for herself in her acting career. All right. So Brandy was able to release music while, while simultaneously getting acting gigs. Both Rihanna and Erica Badu have credited Brandy as influences on their careers and many other singers have expressed how influential her voice has been for them even pop stars like Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera it's uh I I heard that Christina Aguilera when she was you know recording her album the only singer she was really listening to was Brandy and Mariah Carey so she had a lot of influence on a lot of different singers in their careers so Monica and 
Brandy won a Grammy for their collab, The Boy Is Mine, which is a song that is on the Never Say Never album. So that song was considered to be the longest running number one female duet in Billboard chart history. It actually charted for 13 weeks and it was also Brandy's first number one. So she has sold more than 40 million records worldwide. One of the things that I find interesting is how, you know, throughout the 90s, we had a few different, you know, young black singers like Brandy, like Monica and Aaliyah. And Brandy and Aaliyah, they they were pitted against each other, just like Monica and Aaliyah, um, Monica and Brandy was. But um, I found this to be very interesting that even though they were kind of pitted against each other, they and there was there was a little shade, I guess someone could say, I guess Brandy at one point said that something like Aaliyah was she just dressed very mature and her her mother wouldn't approve of that or something like that. And you know, Aaliyah, she was just very classy. She didn't really say anything to, you know, make that. She basically didn't throw any shade back. So Aaliyah didn't like feed into that and make it become, you know, something that it didn't need to become. So what I found interesting was that Aaliyah was offered a role in Scary Movie where they... You know how they parody different movies like Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer. So they actually wanted Aaliyah to play a character that was, you know, going to be like Brandy's character Carla and I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. But Aaliyah actually refused out of respect for Brandy. She didn't want it to be, you know, she didn't want to be disrespectful or make it seem like she was making fun of Brandy or you know stir up anything so she actually refused that role just because you know she actually cared about their friendship and she didn't want to um it wasn't that important to her to be involved in something like that because she you know put their friendship first so I was very interesting to find out that that was the case and they wanted her to do that and she you know turned it down so that just definitely speaks to the type of person Aaliyah was. And so they they actually had actually had a, a close relationship, being that they were both singers. They were both really young. They were teenagers when they started out. And so that's good to know that they had that relationship because, you know, growing up in the industry, being so young, I know it was really hard and difficult and probably challenging to make friends and, and maintain those those friendships so I thought that was interesting to find out that Aaliyah she she refused that role out of respect for Brandy another interesting thing that I found out is that Brandy dated um Wanye Morris from Boys to Men so they actually have a song together Broken Hearted and they dated and come to find out he cheated on her with Adina Howard, Miss T-shirt and my panties on. 
I, I didn't know that. That was my first time hearing about that. And so I think that's that's something that really inspired the Boy Is Mine song. So initially, Boy Is Mine was a solo song with just Brandy. And Brandy thought it would be it would be a good idea to invite Monica to feature on the song. And so, you know, the song, they're going back and forth. They're kind of like fighting each other, not physically, but just going at it with each other about a boy. And because that's the energy that the song gave, that kind of manifested into real life. People started to put them, you know, pit them against one another. And that just kind of became a real rivalry, unfortunately. So according to Dallas Austin, there was no real relationship or friendship between them while they were on set for the music video. And I guess at one point when they performed the song, Monica punched Brandy in the face before their performance. And I guess later on, Monica apologized for it. And if you watch their verses that happened, when did their verses happen? And it wasn't last year. It had to have been 2020, 2021, one of those years. One of them, um, well, it was Brandy. Yeah, it was Brandy. Brandy, she brought up the the whole incident. And because Monica was, she was introing her song, um, So Gone. And, you know, the part when she says, kick down your doors and smack a chick. So Brandy was like, you know, she was being kind of, I guess it was her, her trying to make a joke and say, yeah, I was, I was one of those people that you, you know, did that to or whatever. And, you know, Monica's just like, girl, why you got to bring that up? That's not funny. I think Monica, I don't think Monica thinks it's funny because she probably, it's probably something that she's not proud of. She probably knows that she has a rep for supposedly being abusive that's something that she said at that moment and so she didn't find it funny and so when you look back because I, I looked at the the verses and it was a little awkward because but I think it was just because of their history uh the history of them have in the ups and downs that they had throughout their relationship um the fact that Monica she I guess is more hood and and brandy is a little bit more proper growing up when they were teenagers they didn't really you know have the same type of personalities and so I guess at some points that those personalities kind of made them butt heads and and they didn't really they didn't really get along and then the fact that when they were adults there was a couple of times where brandy was being shady she was um saying different things that really didn't need to be said it was really unnecessary and i don't know i don't know it could have been maybe because people always compared them to another as people always do with our with our mainly with our black queens they always find a way to compare them to someone else it's like oh there could only be one star there could only be one and 
which really is unfortunate because it does it does turn into reality when when these women start to feel like they are they have to compete with one another because the people are comparing them and and maybe they like each other in real life but then i guess sometimes people let that get to them and then jealousy comes infests them and it just becomes drama that really doesn't need to exist but it happens so often unfortunately that our our women in the industry they don't get along just because the people the fans the critics put them against one another so that's something that actually happened with monica and brandy and then throughout the years like i was saying as an adult brandy was a little shady to monica because they both had relationships with Winnie Houston and so there was the point where Brandy was being shady and saying that um you know saying that she had a closer relationship with Whitney and saying that she was her real fairy godmother and no one you know could really compare to the relationship that they have to one another so people the fans thought that was kind of shade to Monica because Monica had expressed that she felt like Whitney was her godmother and so there was just different things like that that happened. Now, I don't really understand why Brandy did, but I guess, you know, we we're, no one's perfect. We're humans. We do we do and say things that we may later down the line regret or feel like maybe I shouldn't have said that or did that. So once we get to the point where they do the, the verses, it's like they have all this history and you could kind of feel the energy is just like, they both are grown, but they both understand that, yeah, you've been shady to me, girl, but we we going to do this versus and we going to have a good time. But yeah, I remember what you said, but we going to move on and we, you know, going to put it in the past or keep it in the past. But it's still like this. It was just a little tension. It was a little tension. But I think that's what made it also very entertaining because after their verses, people was talking about it for a while after I think Monica really was like the highlight because of her outfit and just because of her her attitude just because the way her she carries herself I think a lot of people like Monica for that they call her Gunica and so people really fuck with Monica as far as like her personality and just how she is um but yeah, check that that verses out if you've never watched the verses or if it's been a while since you watched it, check it out again because it was when I watched it, I remember being entertained, and then when I was watching it um, before recording this, it was entertaining because they both have some really classic music, and so just just the whole verses thing is just so it's just fun to experience. And be able to listen to two artists who have made such good music, you know, play their best songs back and forth and be like, oh, I love this song. And then the next person plays their song is like, oh, but I love this song. Like, it's just I think it's a good experience. And it's unfortunate that we don't really get the verses anymore or that they they change it into something that wasn't really as enjoyable as it was they put it on a whole different platform they started selling tickets and stuff and it was just like I guess it was something that was meant to only remain in quarantine that 
quarantine time frame and not to be taken outside of that. So once we once we got out of lockdown, once we got out of quarantine, I guess it wasn't really meant to continue because they they changed everything about it, which sucks. But the Brownie versus Monica one was one of the ones that was on live, which it's just it's just fun to experience all together. I watched it on YouTube um, before I recorded this, and you could see like the the comments. You could see all the different celebrities and people in the comments, and everyone saying how how each song made them feel and just commenting different emojis like it's really it really was an experience and it sucks that we we don't get to experience that anymore like there was some there was some good moments during quarantine and these verses moments were you know one of those things that like out of quarantine where you could be like okay that was a highlight so so yeah, check out the verses if you haven't in a while, or if you never did. I, I I really enjoyed their verses. Other than the the, the tension, the girl kind of girl fight tension that there was, and the, the awkward moments at times. It's a really it's a really good verses to watch and enjoy the music. All right, so let's go ahead and get into this album, Never Say Never. Again, this was released June 9th, 1998. So this album contains the two number one hits, The Boy Is Mine, which was the obviously the, the duet hit number one. It, but she also had a solo number one with Have You Ever. And then Almost Doesn't Count was a top 20 hit. So let's go to angel in disguise which i know a lot of people love this song so this was produced by brandy and rodney jenkins so even though angel in disguise was an airplay single release only it still charted above the second single top of the world peaking at number 72 on the u.s billboard hot 100 and peaking at number 17 on the billboard hot r&b hip-hop list or chart it became Brandy's first single to chart without an actual single release or a video and Brandy's eighth consecutive top 20 single. The song is about a man that left Brandy for another woman only to find out she wasn't the angel he thought. Hmm. So let's see, who was it? So this one was written by Rodney Jerkins. Ty V, Fred Jerkins, the third, Tracy Hill, and LaShawn Daniels. So let's just go to the chorus. So in the chorus, she says, an angel in disguise she was, but somehow you fell for her. And though she broke your heart that day and left you in the rain, but still I love you, an angel in disguise she was. So she just repeats that. I like this song. But, uh... This is not one of one of the songs that I really remember growing up. And I think with this album, because we did have this album, but I think with this one, I only listened to certain songs. So I didn't listen to um, all of the songs. I think I just mainly listened to the singles. Um, personally, my favorite 
album by Brandy is Full Moon. But, you know, that came out in 2000s. So that's a different story for a different time. But yeah, Full Moon definitely is my favorite album from Brandy. So let's go ahead and get into The Boy Is Mine. This was also produced by Rodney Jerkins and Brandy. So the R&B debut or duet by Brandy and Monica was a lead single off both artists' second albums, Never Say Never and The Boy Is Mine, respectively. The song was both Brandy and Monica's first number one Billboard hit, going on to win Grammy Award for Best R&B Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocals. In fact, the song would become the all-time number one female duet in U.S. chart history and the top-selling U.S. single in 1998. So, obviously, this song is about two women. You know, at the time, this was like the new Barbara, this is Shirley, you know, you know that song and that intro. This was that at this in this time period that this was that song, basically, like this was the new that with Brandy and Monica instead of Barbara and Shirley, it was Brandy and Monica. So the chorus just says you need to give it up, had about enough. It's not hard to see the boy is mine. I'm sorry that you seem to be confused. He belongs to me. The boy is mine. And so throughout the course and throughout the verses, they sing back and forth, um, sharing the parts. And um, you need to give it up. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So there's only, it says the chorus trying to see like which ones they sung by themselves so at some points the chorus was sung only by brandy and then there was times when they sung it together because like i said originally this was brandy's song and then she she invited monica to sing on it so this this single was considered by some of to be the female version of paul mccartney and michael jackson's duet the girl is mine from 1982 and then it says side note in 2012 the duo reunited after 14 years collaborating with each other again on the song it all belongs to me dedicating the song to the late Whitney Houston rest in peace so yeah boy is mine classic I remember singing that with my cousin we, we was doing karaoke at a birthday party so that's a fun karaoke song to sing with somebody. All right, let's get into Almost Doesn't Count. Love this song. All right, so Almost Doesn't Count is the fourth single for the album, and the ballad reached the top 20 in New Zealand, the UK, and the US Billboard Hot 100. The song was written by Shelley Pekin and Guy Roche. So the first verse says, almost made you love me, almost made you cry, almost made you happy, baby, didn't I, didn't I. You almost had me thinking you were turned around, but everybody knows almost doesn't count. And let's listen to the chorus. Almost, almost doesn't count. 
So the next song, Top of the World, featuring Mace. This was the second single off of her album, Never Say Never. And despite not entering the Billboard Hot 100, it peaked at number two on the UK singles chart and reached the top 20 in Ireland and New Zealand. Contrary to the song title, Brandy doesn't brag about being on top, but instead sings about how other people think that she's not the same because she's a big star. So let's get into the verse. So the the song starts with Mace rapping first. And also this is uh, produced by Rodney Jerkins. So the verse, her verse says, some people say that I am not the same girl. They say I think that I'm in my own world. What makes them think that I have changed? A little dough can I erase my problems? Me, like you, I have to try and solve them. Yes, everything is quite the same. And then her chorus is, I'm just trying to be me, doing what I got to do. Some people think that I'm just sitting on top of the world, top of the world, top of the world. So this is a cute song. Let's see, what is next? So the next song on the album is You Don't Know Me Like You Used To. You don't know me like you used to. This was the sixth single off of the album, and it peaked at 79 on the Billboard chart and 50 in Canada. The song was written by Isaac Phillips, Parrish Davis, Sean Bryant, Ronnie Darkchild, Jerkins, and Brandy. So there is a remix of this song that was also released that features Shanta and DeBrat. First verse says, how could you lie to me after all that we've been through? It's just sad to see. So sad to see me in love with you. I gave you all of me. Still, it wasn't enough for you. Is this how love's supposed to be? Now I'm trying to get over you. And then she has a song called Never Say Never. This was the eighth and final single off of the album. So the chorus says, who would have ever thought a guy would want a girl like me? Who would ever thought that I would fall so easily? Who would ever have thought that we... Could, would finally come to be I guess they just don't know how much you mean to me who would ever thought that they would have some words to say we'll go on anyway it's all right it's okay take whatever comes our way together we will stay I got three words to say never say never and then that song leads into a song called truthfully this was produced by Brad Gilderman, Harvey Mason Jr. And looks like two more people. Oh, Mark Nelson and Rodney Jerkins. First says, how could she ever fool around? Don't know what she was thinking about. While you were giving love, she let you down. Boy, I know that you want to be alone because she broke your heart and she sent you home. And you were wondering why she was so cold. And then that gets... That leads into Have You Ever. Love this song. 
So Have You Ever is the third single off of the album. It peaked at number one in New Zealand. It was top 10 in Australia, top 20 in Canada and the UK, top 30 in Ireland, and became Brandy's second song to top the Billboard Hot 100. The song's music video was directed by Kevin Bray, and it depicts Brandy looking after the empty house of her best friend, whom she is secretly in love with, waiting for his return while watching videos of the two of them. This video, I love this video, actually. She looks so pretty. Um, I love the scene with her with the suit on. Um, I guess she put on her friend's suit, and then she had her her singles braided into cornrows, and she just looks so beautiful um, in this video. So the chorus sings, have you ever loved somebody so much it makes you cry? Have you ever needed something so bad you can't sleep at night? Have you ever tried to find the words, but they don't come out right? And then the verse, have you ever been in love, been in love so bad? You do anything to make them understand. Love the song, love the song. Um, and then she has a song called Put That On Everything. A song, she has the In The Car interlude, a song called Happy, one that's called One Voice, Tomorrow, and Everything I Do It For You. Let's take a look at that one. So Brandy covered the same title track from Brian Adams, which was a soft rock power ballad. It was an enormous chart success internationally and one of the best selling singles of all time. So I guess this is a cover of some a song that someone else did. This was produced by David Foster. And the verse goes, look into my eyes. You will see what you mean to me. Search your, your heart. Search your soul. Oh, when you find me there, you search no more. All right. Well, that is the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't, if you loved it, if you hated it, if you liked it, but felt it could have been better. However you felt, let me know. You just shoot me a DM. You can leave me a rate or review on whatever um, app you're listening to this episode. Whatever your favorite app is, please make sure that you're following and that you're subscribed. Follow the IG page at Catch These Vibes Pod. And next week, we'll be getting into Cinderella, which stars Brandy and Whitney Houston. I really loved Cinderella growing up, and then when this one came out, it just made me love the Cinderella story even more with the different songs and the singing. It just definitely elevated the Cinderella movie for me completely. So, and plus it was a black Cinderella. And I mean, why wouldn't a little black girl want to see a black Cinderella? So it was, it was great. So I'm excited to talk about it. And that will be the last episode that I have out for or on the schedule so I have to put the new lineup for y'all already have it together I just need to create it and put it out so be on the lookout for that that will be coming next week as well so again thank you so much for tuning in to catch these vibes I hope everyone has a great rest of their week and vibe out